Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. Welcome to Indie Comics. This is Maddie. And this is Jeff. And this is Chloe, our special guest star. And we have some amazing creators with us, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Hi, uh, I'm Sebastian. I'm Emma. I'm Kit. Awesome. Uh, and they are from the amazing, amazing, amazing comic, Kinsei. And we are obsessed with it. We're super excited to talk with the three of you. Yes, Absolutely. we are. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what To kind of start off, can you guys give a little background on... Um, I know it's hard. We have three guests this time, which is exciting. Usually we only have one or two. Um, so we'll, we'll try to uh, make sure that we're not talking over each other. But what, um, what kind of gave each of you your start? Like, tell us a little bit about your history with comics and, and how you got into it. Uh, sure. Um, can I go first? Of yeah, course, absolutely. please. All right. Uh, so this is Sebastian. Um, I've been in love with comic books since I was a child, and I've started. I started drawing comic books when I was probably in fourth grade, uh, just like on paper and stapling them together and sharing them with friends. Uh, I still have a lot of them to this oh, that's day. Awesome. That's great. Um, and I was uh, a pretty big collector starting in fourth grade. Um, uh, amazing Spider-Man, and then I really got into all the different artists, and I followed Eric Larson over to Savage Dragon, oh, and yeah. Jim Lee, and you know all the image guys around that time. And um, I kind of I've been collecting pretty much ever since. And at a certain point in high school and college, I kind of dropped out for a little bit to pursue other things. Sure. But uh, as a collector, I've pretty much been been with it uh, ever since around fourth grade, um, and I've been drawing around that since that time as well. Um, but in terms of like actually getting into comic books that were published and out for the world to see, um, that was several years ago. Um, we had self-published uh, Penguins versus Possums and then um, yep. met Barbara and Brian and stuff and they, they picked it up for Fanbase Press. Um, and then onto, I did a bunch of like drawing for indie comics and stuff. And then uh, Kinsey. And really, for, for me, Penguins vs. Possums and Kinsey have been my two big, like, joys in the comic book world. Awesome. I love that. Yep, that's Emma? wonderful. Emma? Oh, well, uh, if this is, uh, if we're just, uh, you know, doing the uh, the preamble to Kinsey, yeah. uh, I started... I started drawing. I'm, I've been doing it my whole life in some in some capacity. Just it's always been the way that I kind of prefer to like like visualizing my thoughts and has always been a very close part of of uh, my world. Especially like when I would grow up and read my favorite books, I would want to draw all the characters um, and. Uh, I started drawing really seriously, like toward the beginning of high school, and that's when Kit and I started working on our uh, now uh, concluded uh, webcomic Aces, uh, which was kind of a high school coming of age rom com about a, a school newspaper and its staff. Yeah. And we did that for, gosh, I want to say four or five years. Kit, is that does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds just about yeah. Yeah, it a was, long time. It was a long time, and it, and it was really. <laughs> I mean, for me, it, since since it started right around the time that I was getting really serious about about illustration, it really covers kind of 
um, the pubescence of my art, of my like technical art- artistry. Um, Your characters so, so were like, going through puberty while you were going through artist puberty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love much. that. Um, That's amazing. So you know, at, like we hate looking at pictures of ourselves in seventh grade. Sometimes oh, it's a little, you know, uh, it's a bit of an experience. Uh, you got me some PTSD here. I can't look at those photos anymore. <laughs> but then you get to look at how far you've grown. That's exactly. true. And you, and you still love it, and you, and yeah. you can still come to terms with it. But it, but it's just you know, it's it's a funny jolt, um, yes. especially mm-hmm. you know. Uh, after, after ACES, I worked on, um, I, I went to Stanford and I did a, a newspaper comic strip for, for the Stanford Daily there, um, that was kind of more of a comic diary, um, where I was a little too cute for my own good. <laughs> and, uh, and then mid my, uh, mid my tenure in college, uh, Sebastian came to Kit and I with the idea for Kinsey and we just couldn't not do it. It was absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely irresistible, um, and and so that was you know a number of years ago now, and it's it, it's only ever given given back such just rich gifts to to all of us. I think. So you guys started Kinsey in college. Uh, well, I was I was in college. I should say it was uh, I we did uh, the first couple of issues. Uh, I was my junior year, and then we showed them to. Uh, to the good, our good family over at Fanbase Press, and 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 then started it on the big uh, fifteen issue, issue, uh, fifteen issue uh, arc. That is amazing. All right, and yeah. uh, and Kit. So, um, did you also have a similar entry with Emma then? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I started writing in high school, and before that, I was like. A, a kid that wasn't good at anything like and I, I was like you know obviously you look around and you see kids that are great athletes and great artists and I was never flashy or showy in that way I was pretty quiet and I read a lot of books and saw a lot of movies and um, <laughs> I got really lucky in high school theater department offered a playwriting class um and I I mean it felt like home I, I say mm-hmm. that the two times I fell in love mm-hmm. in my life are the um that year when I started writing plays and uh and when I met my husband uh, so wow. it was, I started writing plays and it was, um, and it was amazing. And I still do write plays and I love them. And then, um, in, oh, I'm sorry. My last of, uh, undergrad, I kind of on a lark applied to grad school, um, for screenwriting and got in. And so I started, Ooh. uh, writing plays and teleplays, um, right after undergrad, uh, in, in my grad program. Um, and around that time I, um, I visited my friend in Japan. Um, she was teaching there, uh, and she was really into web comics. And so she recommended a bunch of web comics to me, and I got really hooked on them. And uh, and yeah, it was at the time around that time that Emma was really um, eyeballs deep in art and illustration and was amazing. Um, and so I pitched her on this idea uh, for a web comic, and that's how we started working on. Uh, on Aces, our, our, our high school um, comic together. Awesome. And so from there, um, I, I, yeah, so I definitely, for the course, uh, my, my writing career, I definitely hopped from mediums. I'm, I'm primarily a TV writer now, um, but I still do write plays. And obviously, I, uh, I wrote Kinsey, which was, like Sebastian and Emma said, it's been such a joy and a, a labor of love. Um, uh, and, and I really, as a writer, I think there are some they're just novelists or they're just TV writers, but I 
really like hopping from medium to medium. I find that um, it keeps me really sharp and I bring things mm. from other mediums to whatever medium. And I feel like I, I bring good things about TV writing to uh, comics. I, and, and then I find that, you know, in writing comics, I bring those some good things from that medium back to TV writing or playwriting or what have you. So um, that's definitely the, the, the breed and species of writer that I am. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what I do and who I am. That's awesome. awesome. So then what inspired you guys to create this comic then? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but. Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> Sebastian, you tee us off. Yeah, I'll start us off. Um, so I had, uh, as I was kind of wrapping up Penguins versus Possums, I was thinking about what would be next. And um, I just knew that I wanted to do something that um, that was rooted in my family's uh, heritage and culture, but I wasn't sure exactly what it would be. And then my wife and I, um, there was a period of time where we were going to um, Quinceañeras, and it was sort of like a couple back to back. And as I sat there through each one of them, I thought, man, when I was 15, like I just wanted to disappear. And yeah. <laughs> here, here was, here were these quinceañeras that were the center of attention. Uh, it's a, you know, big event and there's nowhere to hide. And it really made me think about what they must be going through in that particular moment and how heightened their emotions must be. And that reminded me of um, like with the X-Men or Spider-Man and his amazing friends, those old cartoons, like a lot of times it is in moments of heightened emotion that powers emerge. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, man, there's no more heightened moment than <laughs> what I'm watching right now. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, I remember my quinceanera. That, that was definitely not a moment that where I was like, oh, yeah, everyone look at me. That's That was not the time in my life that I wanted that. Did you go in <laughs> the bathroom awesome. and ruin it and find out you had superpowers? <laughs> I mean, I kind of wish I did. That would have been amazing, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe that's your daughter. Awesome. Maybe you just skipped a generation. Oh, that's know. right. <laughs> this could be end up being your story, right? Uh, uh, mm. But yes, it was, it was there. And from seeing that, and I was just like, this would be the most incredible moment. And I, I mean, as you know, like there's not really somewhere to hide, and until you go to the bathroom. But you know, the whole <laughs> well, night. No, is... even then, there's people in there too. It's it's there, <laughs> and all the worst ones too. All the women they go in there. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so it started there and I just thought, uh, again, that was so, uh, Kinsey is such a specifically cultural thing. So yeah, it kind yeah. of, and it's so much about coming of age and, and it's a great, you know, metaphor for that and everything. It, it was just, everything seemed to be perfect with that being the, the starting point. And, um, then maybe a week or two later, I was, um, over with my nieces who are Latina and they were running around the living room dressed as like Supergirl and Batgirl oh. and. I was like, this is awesome. This is so cool. Superheroes are universal. Yeah. I love superheroes. It's so fun. This is great. And then my next thought was, but wouldn't it also be awesome if there were more representation uh, for them? And uh, that's when it became much more personal and much more urgent, I think, mm. to do the project. And it was, and it wasn't just about being in a costume, but also out of a costume, like the family life and really just like being able to um, see themselves reflected. Um, and so that's that's where it was really like, okay, this has to happen. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I kicked around the idea of, of doing it myself and thank God I 
did not follow that instinct <laughs> and, um, and waited. And um, I've, I've said this before, but it was just like, I had been looking through stuff. I had been thinking about Kit because I already knew Kit before then. And um, I was a huge, huge, huge fan. We had done like theater and stuff together. I knew her at, primarily as a playwright, but I had also seen her and Emma's work on Aces. And I was just a huge fan of her writing. And I was thinking to myself, oh, I, I would love to work with her again. And I was also flipping through these um, old old artwork, but for Penguins vs. Possums, we had other artists do pinups. And Emma was one of the artists that did a pinup. And as I was flipping through it, I saw Emma's pinup. I thought about Kit, and it was like this lightning bolt hit me in the brain. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the team. This is the team for Quince. And it was, I haven't had a feeling like that. Like it was, it was a life changer, you know? And so I ran over to the to the computer and typed up an email and, and reached out to t these two wonderful people. That's, that's, that's an amazing story. Is, I love that. And this is Kit and Sebastian's heard me say this a thousand times at this point, but it really is one of the best emails I've ever received. And mm -hmm. I, I don't want to speak for Emma, but I think I've heard her on enough, in enough interviews and we've talked about enough times to know, I, th I think she feels pretty similarly. It, it just, uh, it was just, the idea was amazing. I was so honored and flattered to be um, invited. And I really, I, I felt that electric feeling too, that like that something's coming in West Side Story feeling of like, oh, I think this is meant to be, I think I belong here. Um, and, and I think both Sebastian and I and Emma are really proud of the, um, you know, the, you know, the real identity aspects we, we bring to this story. You know, it, it is, Sebastian's family and culture um and it really is for Emma and I it really is we you know we both are have been teenage girls and, like, and, and, and we have specific experience and um and it was just a really beautiful thing uh combining forces to create this character in this world and really having uh really powerful identity experiences to, to, to contribute but yeah I just I love getting this email I was in right away um and and the rest is history yeah absolutely. same <laughs> All right. Well, that's some wonderful things we've been hearing around there about what inspired you guys. But for each of you guys, what do you love most about the comic in your particular words? And we can start with Sebastian again or whoever wants to start first. Um, sorry, did one of you want to start? Or? No, Sebastian, if you've got an answer, go for it. I Yeah, what uh, do you love for, most about the comic? For me, really, the I mean, there's, I guess, kind of two things, if I may. Yeah. Um one is seeing it realized, like uh, seeing this thing that started as an idea and then through the power of these three specific people became this thing beyond my wildest expectations. Mm. That's a huge one. And then the the other one would be people's responses, particularly my family's. Yeah. Um, oh, like okay. my, um, my nieces loved it. Uh, and that was a huge, huge, huge thing for me um and so that was incredibly rewarding and also my mom loved it and Aww. she <laughs> she has always been you know supportive and stuff but this was something special and it really opened up a conversation between the two of us where she expressed how proud she was how happy she was that I was 
doing a project that was specifically tied to our heritage and our culture. And she started talking about like when she was young and how she wished that she oh. had something like this when she was a kid and she could be this girl and, and kind of on and on. And it was just, it, it's been an incredibly emotional and fulfilling um, ride. And that that's, I, I guess to me that that sort of reaction is yeah. just phenomenal yeah that's exactly how i feel I, I would have loved to have read this when i was that age mm -hmm. that that would have been incredible for me well i think with art too you know you create it because you're inspired for yourself but at the end of the day when other people take that inspiration and run with it and when you know that you're impacting other people like that that is what it's about and i i will, will say i mean we talk about these indie comics all the time and this one in particular like I'm female, but like I'm super white, and I've never even been to a quinceanera. But like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this was so emotional yeah, and beautiful it, and it, powerful. It and... really does take you right there. That's what yeah. it feels like. When well, as someone that hasn't been, like, I feel yeah. so privileged to be able to get this little peek into it and to get yeah. the culture and to understand it better. And I think it's just so wonderful in every way. No matter who you are reading it, it's so special and it comes through in every page. It does. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for writing it. <laughs> uh, I would Emma, say, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about like my favorite part of Kimsei, uh, the, uh, the comic itself, like in, inside the, inside the covers of the book is, um, probably the, I, the relationships I think are something so special and yeah. so, um, Honest, honestly, pretty unique for the way superhero stories are usually told. Because obviously, Lupe is central to this book, but the way she—I I mean, I'm just so proud of the way that Kit and Sebastian have crafted characters that have completely autonomous, rich lives. And yeah. I think, I think Lupe's relationship with everyone in the book, each one is so specific and 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 dimensional and um and, and painful and difficult in its own way and but really warm and um and, and affectionate in moments too and mm. i think that you know that is how a coming of age happens it's the support from the people around right. you and so i i mean her her physical powers uh are enormous but uh, that's something that I just love so much about this story. And it, and it, and it's what makes it so easy to draw as I know exactly, or, you know, I can surmise exactly how these characters feel about each other and how they behave with each other. And then my favorite part of Kinsey, the experience, uh, which makes it sound like it's a theme park ride. Um, <laughs> Kinsey coming to it. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. Day. If, if Universal Studios is listening. Right. Uh, but my favorite part of Kinsey the experience is honestly pretty similar. It's the, the kind of support that we get from fan base press is unreal. Uh, mm. and it has made the whole, you know, they, they connect us with so many wonderful reviewers like, like you all. Aww, and, um, and, and the support that we get from, from fans, which, you know, this is an indie comic. Our, our fan community is intimate, but whenever we get to hear what someone likes about this comic, I don't know why it's always surprising at this <laughs> point, but it's, but it's always just such a wonderful surprise to hear how some, how this comic 
made someone feel a good feeling. Um, and, and it just makes me so bottomlessly happy. I don't know how anyone could possibly read this and not feel a good feeling. I legitimately (laughs) was like almost crying in a Panera when I finished it. No, I have no shame. I was in tears. Yeah. I loved this. I was like holding it in because I was in a public place. Yeah. And I was just like open. Like, it's just so beautiful and it has such a positive message. And I think that's what comics are about. That's what, you know, stories are for. They're to inspire us and make us better. And I think this is the exact story that that does that it achieves everything it really does i agree oh yes it does kit did you want to share your (laughs) yes yes and i'll just uh, well i'll work backwards i'll start by saying uh fun fact i absolutely cried while i was writing the that last issue which is now the last you know 12 15 pages of the comic and i felt Mm -hmm. like such a door i'm like you passed it on writing to all of us felt so self-indulgent but then when sebastian and emma both told me they cried too i was like I guess it's okay. I guess it made because it, it just it, it, what what I think felt indulgent by myself. I, I yeah, I realized was really just catharsis that was contagious. And so yeah, it's, it was it's your passion coming through. through. Ending. <laughs> um, but let me think. Um, favorite parts again. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat like Sebastian and Emma and, and list a few. Um, <laughs> I would say I mean, look. Um, I I love genre as metaphor i i mean we name check buffy in the first issue um because i think that is just one of the most powerful television series mm-hmm. um we, we have specifically a genre television series and the way they capture through uh horror and fantasy being a teenage girl and coming of age and becoming an adult was masterful i mean i would say the same thing about harry potter i think coming of age um, through the lens of uh yeah genre and fantasy is really really exciting because you can really capture those high highs and low lows when you're a teenager everything does feel like life and death and the end of the world mm-hmm. i think genre is a way and, and i think sometimes it, when you um play that as realism it can feel angsty and melodramatic and when mm-hmm. you play it as genre when you play it as superheroes um and and uh and superpower it 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 feels right. It feels like the yeah. right volume and level for that intensity of feeling. So um, that was a real thrill to play in that playground. I think I am really proud of um, what of the work we did there. Um, and I loved writing Lupe's voice. I mm. absolutely. I mean, I, I really. It is me as a teenager in so many many ways. Um, and it was just, and it's just a really validating thing. Like as Sebastian and Emma are both saying, whenever someone really responds to the voice or relates to the character, it makes me so happy because I think I felt as a teenager so sensitive and alone and, and odd. And, and and I think it's just, it's kind of, a, it's, it's a nice, um, nice thing to be able to write the person you were and um, that you're still not sure how you feel about and have so many people like that person as a fictional <laughs> character. Realize um, you maybe weren't just, you know, like, a weepy little sad sack you you know you were a lot there were a lot of good things about you that I think it's yeah it's just an interesting way of um fiction I think revealing reality so um those have been I think the two really cool things about and then the experience of Keen Say itself of it being out in the world um yeah I mean again to echo Emma uh it's I mean I, I, here I will say even listening to um the, the podcast you guys did uh prior to this about uh our graphic novel, it was amazing to hear lines I loved and things I intended and, and, and relationships I hoped popped. To hear you guys essentially say exactly what I intended, that's the best thing in the world as an artist, to hear 
what you intended was communicated completely effectively. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can ask for besides having your message completely received. So that, oh. that was awesome. So in other words, you're telling us we got it. We're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> we, in other words, you're thinking these guys well, get it. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it's such an honor to hear that from you too because, I mean, we care so much about these comics. Yeah. And, like, we're here to help promote them and to help make sure that other people are reading them. And, like, I know this one was really special for a lot of us. And something yeah. that I want to bring up too is – was something that is so special about it is you talked about the superhero genre a little bit, but taking her back out of it and saying, you know, not to reveal the ending to anybody who hasn't read it, but it's kind of implied from the very beginning. Spoiler alert. But it, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, you know, you have these for a limited time, we'll say, and you know, taking them away. And like, what was that choice like for, for you guys to decide how, you know, how it was going to come together at the end and what that meant for you? Well, that came from Sebastian. That was, Something, uh, I think from the get-go, from the initial pitch, uh, Sebastian said, she's only going to have her powers as long as she's 15. It's it's a one-year deal. Um, and because of that, I think we really had to raise the stakes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was interesting. I, Sebastian, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, but we, I think the, the plot initially was, um, or kind of the, the like, kind of the climax was much sm- smaller mm-hmm. and the stakes were a little smaller. They weren't literally life and death like they are now. But I think mm. for me, uh, knowing that we only had that we had a clock on this, that she yeah. wasn't going to have countless adventures that she has in, in the comic book, in the world of the comic book, she has a year and that's it. We, we really had to, you know, go as big as we possibly could. Mm. Um, so I think that that for me was really important is like kind of if we're if we're going to establish that she's only, you know, only got a year on this, we got to really uh, make the most of that year. Yeah, and, and and the way that we leave Kinsey at the end, I mean, perfect. Throughout She's throughout phenomenal. her year of of being fifteen, she has Lupe has learned so much, and that is in no small part thanks to having her abuela around. Who like, mm. I don't know if any of you can imagine basically having uh, someone who babysits your ethics like yeah. all yeah. the time, which <laughs> would probably be equal parts helpful and. Very, very irritating, but, you know, it, it forces Lupe to, to make hard choices all the time and make mm-hmm. choices that are inconvenient and difficult, and especially for someone who wants to have a teenage life or, or, or something close to it. And then when she is, you know, you, you know, when, when her powers in one form or another change... Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil things too much, I guess, yeah. but when, yeah, when she becomes, when, when her heroism is shifted, I guess it's, there is some sense of like closure, but at the yeah. same time, Lupe is going to live the rest of her life after, after we have stopped telling her story in comic form. And, and I think there's something really beautiful in, in the, in the hope to be to be good and to and to to keep consistently doing the right thing, but uh, but she's you know she's sixteen, right? <laughs> well, and, yeah. and I think it's you know so often with superhero just... stories. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go for it. I was just going to say, with superhero stories, you know, often they're, you know, he's Superman forever, and that's Mm -hmm. cool, and that's great, but to see someone who the most heroic act she does have nothing to do with her superpowers, that is a message, and that's something that we can all hold and say, you know, everyone Mm -hmm. is a hero, and you can go out and be a hero, and, like, that's so powerful, and I think a lot of times you take it as 
um, you know, a metaphor and you say, oh, well, I can be like Superman. But like, no, this is literally you can go and do what this girl is doing. Be inspired. Take it. Run with it. And I think that is so, so mm-hmm. powerful. That message of just, you know, you you really only have so much time in your life yeah. to, to be that hero that you want to be. And I just I adored that message. It, it It's definitely a wake up call to a lot of people. And it's one that we, we really appreciate. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Yeah, we got it. All right, that's wonderful. Well, now we're going to kind of veer away from the book just temporarily, of course. (laughs) And we're going to look at some more general questions. Like this one, I especially want directed to you guys. Who are your literary and or artistic influences? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think that's the first time someone ever said that before actually answering it was, okay, wow. (laughs) First. Um, Anyone else want to go first? (laughs) <laughs> this one. there's so many oh god um you can just start pick, like, pick like a top like, pick like a top 10 things. maybe or something <laughs> top 30 I'm, I'm so happy that i'm literally looking at my bookshelf right now perfect i have like a cheat sheet i can go i can go first yeah um, i'm a go yeah yeah, yeah. I'm wild um i mean my a lot of my kind of early artistic inspiration I won't even say influence because I, I don't think there's really much technical crossover in the way that I like tried to emulate these people as artists but like there are there are illustration and, and animation like historical giants who have I, I've always felt like some kind of mm, like muse me in some ways like I I love Norman Rockwell oh, and so wonderful. It, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there is obviously a way in which you can look at these pieces and the as as overly, you know, overly appropriate and over, overly exposed at this point. But I, <laughs> right. I just love Norman Rockwell, and I think the the way Classic. in which he kind of does pose and gesture and behavior with actual people uh, tells stories so effectively. Um, and then, as for like contemporary creators, I love um, I love Vera Brosgul. Um, okay. Yeah, I love uh, Jen Wang. Their their new um, their books that they just released. Uh, Be prepared for Vera Brosgul and uh, and the Prince and the Dressmaker for Jen Wang. Mm. I both found so beautiful. This and and like personal and and fun and flashy this year. Um, I, I mean, Kit knows this from living in a house with me. Archie <laughs> comics were a big, big deal for me growing up. How do you yes. feel uh, about the reboot? Do you like the new uh, stuff? <laughs> uh, well, uh, if we're talking comic reboot, I, I love the Fiona Staples Archie series. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love, you know, the weird things they're doing with <laughs> Vampironica. <laughs> I, I couldn't be more, more about that if I tried. Uh, Riverdale wow what a wild ride (laughs) i'm i'm far behind on it but uh i i I will say like they are swinging for the fences and i respect that right like who thought that archie would be a 2018 like sex symbol what world are Uh, we living in i love it (laughs) as a as a third grader who or as a former third grader who had a big massive crush on archie i'm glad the world is finally catching up with me you (laughs) knew we always you were waiting for this day (laughs) Uh, that the like tic tac toe board he has on the side of his head. Yeah, Are you kidding me. So, <laughs> so hot. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, in some ways, I think I have pretty basic, a pretty basic like set of influences. You know, love loved Archie's, loved Tintin's, like. Um, but I, I think, as far as an artist, like learning my hand, it really becomes a pastiche of of, of all the artists, and and you know, my own special secret sauce, like turns into some something resembling a style and obviously like there's things outside of illustration and cartooning I love musical theater and I think that has a huge influence on the way I draw too but now I also feel like I've been talking for a very long time and I'm really <laughs> excited to hear Kitten Sebastian's answers I'll do it I'll do it since I said I, I write in a lot of mediums I think I'll just list a um an author or a work from a few of the mediums I work in um okay. so um for comics, um, uh, I read the graphic novel My Favorite Thing is Monsters by Emile Ferris came out last year, and the second volume is coming out this year. It's just fantastic, and it really um, – it's both so emotionally resonant and, and builds a world and a character so beautifully and is also so wildly inventive and uh, I think really uh, showed me what a graphic novel can be. Um, I, I, has anyone else on, on this podcast read it yet? Um, just, just me. I haven't, but I want to check I've it out. I've heard now. of it, but I have not read it yet. I have set a okay. deadline to it, read it. It's, it's, it's on my radar, is what it is. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, so I'll pick that as my uh, comic graphic novel because it's, it's just the most recent one that I just fell in love with. Um, for TV, I love The Leftovers. Um, mm. And uh, just having read like all of Damon Lindelof's interviews, yes. I, I just I love the way. He leads that writer's room the way um, he and those writers wrestle with the show and the characters. Uh, I, I, and again, um, it's, it's, I think it's wildly inventive. I am mesmerized by the characters. Um, you know, I, those are kind of hallmarks of things that, that I, that I deeply love. Um, let's see, but that's TV comics. Oh, for a play, um, there's a play called, uh, Mr. Burns, a uh, post electric play. It's by Ann Washburn and mm. essentially follows um, uh, an episode of The Simpsons uh, <laughs> through a nuclear apocalypse, uh, oh, which cool. is uh, it's and it's just and again, it's it's a play that I am fascinated by. And, and I don't want to spoil it too much if, in case anyone goes and reads it or sees it. But um, there are some characters that make it through, you know, a, a pretty wide span of time. And I'm fascinated by their journeys. And just like, as a whole, I just, I've never seen a play like it or a story like it. And, um, and it just, it, it, it knocked my socks off. And that's, oh, I guess for movies, I love Billy Wilder, the director, and I love Nora Ephron too. I think just the way they captured, like they're, they both have very specific voices. And also the way they write characters and relationships is so universal and just um yeah. both makes you laugh and feel and knocks knocks your socks off um yeah that's so yeah i just wanted to again i give me give me a medium and i'll tell you uh, <laughs> 20 people i love with but i think just to keep things uh brief and on track that's a sampling of uh of work that i really love Awesome. So the better question is, who is not an inspiration to you? Right? <laughs> oh. Sebastian, do you have something you want to share? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I have always been huge into theater and acting and uh, plays and, and whatnot. So in that realm, I mean, it goes back to Shakespeare. I am a huge fan of Shakespeare. 
Um, I've been enjoying going through all of H.G. Wells's um, books. Um, for comic books, uh, Frank Miller was a huge inspiration on me, uh, especially when I was young. Um, are you, both are you the, still a fan of him now? <laughs> I, am still, I am still a fan of his early work. Okay, <laughs> okay. That, Good answer. I, that, that's, Good what I, answer. I, that's what I was curious of, actually. Good answer. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm still inspired by early Frank Miller. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fair enough. Um, and uh, and I, I actually, I do still read um, Dark Knight Returns pretty much every year or two. Um uh, but yeah, Frank Miller, um, as an artist, uh, as an artist, um, Eric Larson was a huge inspiration on me when I was young and first getting into comic books, loved his style, uh, Jim Lee. Um, and then I guess what, oh, David Mack, as I got older, he was actually part of what got me back into comic books, but yeah, David Mack was a huge part of what got me back uh, into David comic Mack. books. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. And, and similar to what Kit was saying, like it showed me what comic books could be, uh, the way that he just went from, uh, I mean, you're familiar with him his work is amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I guess in the art world, uh, there's a duo, a German duo named Herakut who are spray paint artists. And, um, I'm absolutely in love with what I've seen them do. And it's a big inspiration as well. Oh, and then in the spoken word realm, uh, Saul Williams, the end. <laughs> Thank you so much. You That's guys. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, this this next question, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to direct it towards Emma a little bit. Um, one of one of my like things that I really adore about this book is this art style, just because it's not something I see very often. It's, in so the, it's very unique. I adore it. It's it's just I couldn't stop looking at each page. I didn't want to keep turning the pages because the, each page was so wonderful. So I wanted to ask if you didn't mind, Emma. What? Yeah. Where did you Where did you find this art style from? Like, how did How did this come about? Um, I think I think just speaking to what I said before, it. I think this is, happens for every illustrator, but the um. The more you learn your hand, the more it turns into what it's supposed to be. I think, and hmm. so I think my early art ends up, you know, probably aping a lot of style of the things that I that I loved so much like in animation and in comp you know that kind of Dan DiCarlo Archie style yeah. and then the more the more technical skill that I gain and the more um the more I kind of push myself to um I mean in the past couple of years I've, I've really been pushing myself to like take risks and not be afraid to make things a little ugly or askew or, or not you know perfect and yeah, yeah. so I think I think even with Kinsey, like at the beginning of Kinsey, I wasn't necessarily insecure, but I was, it, it was my first time doing a superhero story and, and something that had so much dynamic action in it. And so I was very faithful to, like I would, um, you know, there there's online kind of photographic pose resources. Um, and I would really try to use those a lot. And those really informed the way that I did the kind of bodily action in Kinsey. And then the more, the more time I spent with the characters and, uh, and drawing it, like by the time we reached the end, it turned into something that I felt I had so much more of a handle on that I could direct as an artist on, on my own. Mm. Um, and so there's still reference to kind of how bodies and anatomy actually 
work and move in space, but um, but I'm much more secure in 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 the shape language and uh, and how all that works. Um, so I guess stylistically, I think my the way I draw adheres to something like. Uh, to, I guess, a, a more animated style than is usually in comics, just because the way that I do illustration is very acting focused um, and very focused on gesture and expression. Um, yeah. So if anything, I think that would probably be yeah. the uh, the wellspring. Um, but... Well, and I was just gonna say, I think it's so great how you bring up that, like, not going for perfection. Because yeah. something that's so beautiful about this is it's so real. Like, it feels so genuine. And, like, you know, when she's looking up and she's tired and her hair is really frizzy. And, and she's see... got, like, the bags under her eyes. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm literally looking through it right now. And I, <laughs> she's got the little wisps of her hair yeah. that, that, like, kind of, like, go go a little to the left for, like, while her hair's going right. That's how people's hair looks. <laughs> yeah. And I think so often in comics it is, it's like, oh, here's, you know, such and such superhero girl. I mean, that's what and my hair looks like. Her hair <laughs> flows in the wind like she's Pocahontas and she lands yeah. perfectly and she's wearing this corset and you're like, that's not yeah, my real. Hair, my hair is a frizzy mess I, all the time. <laughs> I wake up every day and learn something new that my hair can't do. So. <laughs> exactly. <It's, laughs> so I think that authenticity you know, is so beautiful about this comic. I, yeah, I loved um, it. Some authenticity, obviously some ex- exaggeration, because at the end of the day, it is a cartoon. Right. Sure, yeah. uh, and and I used to be afraid of that word because I thought it made things sound silly and and charming s- and small and childish. But I'm yeah. I'm really not afraid of it anymore. Good. Uh, like like I'm pretty proud to be to to be a cartoonist and and be a part of a legacy that I like a, a lot. Yeah. Um. But as as far as any like one or even group of influences I think that would be really hard for any illustrator to totally pinpoint um that's you that's who you are uh yeah I I would say some combination of that like you know not being afraid to go broad in places and, and and know that it's a cartoon know that it's an illustration and know that I could be a little bit bolder but also like I, I I really do love and I'm so glad that it resonated with you all that uh there is there is realism and not the kind of realism that's you know it's it's photorealistic it looks like a real person yeah. or, or, or it, it looks like actual you know the contours of real life or whatever but you know the, authentic even the more way, than realistic yeah, the way that someone moves, the way that they are styled feels like someone that you would know in in, in life. Because yeah. uh, that's, you know, that's, that's something that I always enjoy in the things that, in the media that I consume. Great. Uh, well, so, yeah. Um, we have uh, our, our question that we like to ask everybody because it's uncomfortable and sometimes funny <laughs> and always something that we learn from. Um, what is the worst review you've ever gotten? And it can be on anything. I can't imagine someone reading yeah. can say terribly, but you know, right. whatever it is that you, you can think back to a, a particular yeah. review that made an impression. Can we start with Sebastian again? <laughs> I want to hear what he had. Yeah. Sure. Um, I got a really, this was, I got a really weird review on penguins versus possums. Um, it was, uh, like a blogging site or something. And, and they were, it, it started off bad when the person was like, I don't, read or like comic books that's always a good starter (laughs) yeah i hate this genre entirely but here's how i feel exactly i was like why are you reviewing it then (laughs) right why Why did you read it why did you read it exactly (laughs) 
Um, but it, yeah, it started there and it didn't get any better after that. So um, that, <laughs> that, that, that one sticks out in my mind for sure. Cause they were also like it, the, besides it being a bad review and it's starting bad like that, they also kind of focused on themselves a lot of like oh, yeah. what they like, not even about the book, but like, what's but their I do opinion? Like manga. And yeah. This was surprising because it made me want to read everything from right to left. And, blah, blah. and I'm like, what are you talking about? Let me tell you about my personal experience. That has nothing to do with the work. Right. right? It's amazing. Kit. So that's my- <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's so many. I've, I've, I've blocked out the exact language. <laughs> Probably for good so reason. But I think I, I think the, the the one I keep coming back to is um even though I've, I have gotten not great reviews from plays I've written I used to um I used to write like a lot of essays for the internet hmm. and I wrote an essay the for, internet uh, the place of great opinions <laughs> yeah right exactly there the internet is full of reviews yeah. like, I guess this is my worst com the comment section um, <laughs> no. was uh, I wrote an essay about um. Just basically trying to oh I, sorry I, I wrote it for this website Book Riot uh, where I was on staff at the time and I, I wrote an essay about trying to reread Gone with the Wind and just not being able to get through it because it was so racist. <laughs> Fair, um, yeah. And people pissed. I mean, people <laughs> are very, 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 very fond of Gone with the Wind. And, I, and by the way, I, I am too in kind of a nostalgic way, but just as like you know, it's time, as an adult I guess. trying yeah. trying to the material it was tough and yeah. so um, and then a lot of white I, I, people I, I, told I, you how wrong you were <laughs> <laughs> i can yeah. say that as a white person we're often that <laughs> terrible opinion oh, oh no and I, it brought out like every like every <laughs> closet racist ra- like cliche you could you could think of there was a lot of like my black friend likes it and so <laughs> oh my I, god I, well my like, one black friend said it was okay <laughs> it's okay for everybody what is wrong with you right anyway so i'm so a lot of heat from that and there was one girl in particular that said basically i'm gonna paraphrase it but she's like <laughs> she's like i hate this dumb white girl pretending to care and i'm like well that hurts on two levels like i don't want to be called an idiot and i also don't want to be called disingenuous like yeah it, right. it, like it really like she it was a real one-two punch and it, i and i was deeply insecure about it i'm like Aww. am i only pretending to care am i an idiot yeah that kind am of I stuff makes you question if your you own, care yeah. about someone telling you you don't care then you care that's the cycle <laughs> clearly if you care point. enough I about never... someone telling you that then then you've proven that you care enough yeah, yeah. negative no, and negative is no, a positive no, right exactly no, i I got really insecure. I'm like, am I pretending to care? And if I am pretending to care, then why am I taking all this heat? <laughs> uh, uh, oh. I don't even curse the podcast. So why <laughs> am I taking fine. all this heat for this? Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I think, I, again, I, I, I blocked out the specifics. I think there was a moment in time where I was like, oh my God, this review is going to be um, tattooed on the inside of my eyeballs forever. Oh. These various reviews. They published and it on the front of- page of the Times the next day. Oh, geez. Yeah, right. <laughs> realize I, I actually I have so much more information in my brain now that like, like it just got pushed to the way way back and I can't actually reach for specifics I only kind of remember the general shape of these insults so for well I'm sorry that we dredged them up but I'm glad that we were able to tell you that they were totally wrong yep uh, we're the authority on opinions here Lots of <laughs> comics our opinions are better than everyone else's and uh we say that they're wrong and you guys are great uh, Emma, did you have one you wanted to Emma, share? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I 
did for a time did illustrations for uh, the social media of a, of a big company that was exposed to a lot of um, a lot of followers uh, and and you know with the, as with goes with the territory a lot of trolls so uh, I had to learn the hard way to not read the comments or at least not read all the comments which I was doing all the time because I am not smart um, but the most of those ended up being more or less water off a duck's back because it was people, you know, being very, very passionate and angry about things that I wasn't willing to change, like drawing characters with a diversity of looks and um, ethnicities and, and gender expressions, etc. cetera. Uh, but... Um, there was there was one time when I went in for uh, for a job interview, so I don't guess I guess this isn't a review as much, but I had someone who basically kind of confirmed all the things that I feared I was doing, you know, doing less than as an illustrator, um, being basically uh, fearful and tepid and holding back and not not taking any risks to create my own voice with line and with line and color and shape. And, uh, it was really a really, really tough pill to swallow at the time. And I mean, the truth is sometimes, sometimes the right criticism, even if it's just so hard to hear can end up pushing you in exactly the right direction. Absolutely. Um, you know, I would probably recommend, you know, anyone who is reviewing someone else's artistic work be, you know, kind and compassionate and think about how <laughs> the person on the other end of that comment Thanks. is feeling, um, which I think we just don't really do in, you know, <laughs> whatever we want to call it, the Twitter age or whatever. Um, but sometimes sometimes a really harsh criticism is so can really activate you. So mm -hmm. <laughs> there's yeah, that. Absolutely. So the, the moral of the story is don't listen to negative people because they're probably wrong or just don't listen to the internet. Yeah. But also take inspiration <laughs> yeah. from it and prove them wrong and go do amazing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause sometimes a, a, sometimes a really mean, sometimes a really mean comment is just a really mean comment. There's yeah. nothing you can do. Absolutely. But sometimes it can be constructive. Yeah. It can be fuel for your if fire. You choose to and make it that way. Speaking of amazing things, what should we be looking for from all of you in the future? Uh, <laughs> I got nothing right now. Just keep an eye on Kinsey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, I have stuff that I'm working on, but nothing that's like, um, coming out soon or anything like that nothing you can talk about do you and, have a, a twitter handle or somewhere where everybody can follow you so when you do announce the next big thing we'll be ready <laughs> sure um so on twitter which i am sometimes on uh my handle is s m k a d d y um and then on instagram my handle is sebastian artist perfect um, I am very deep in a very deep work hole um, right yeah, now. Emma, on... you or me? Oh, I w can you hear me? We we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm right now. I'm in the middle of a big, big workload on 
uh, on a on a graphic novel for middle grade readers, awesome. or really for anyone, but you know, we'll we'll say for middle grade readers and the grown ups targeted to them to be read by everyone. Yes, <laughs> uh, and so I mean, I'm happy to keep you guys updated. I can't talk about it as much as I'd like to right now, but it'll have sure. a lot of the uh, same kind of fun and sense of humor and uh supernatural shenanigans as as Kinsey had um awesome. although it's uh, i it's Emma Steinkeller writing and illustrating but that's uh that be on the lookout for that around uh summer 2019 nice. you had uh, you had me at shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i'm very excited about it so uh, and then uh, for Twitter and Instagram, you can catch me at M Steinkeller. That's E M S T E I N K E L L N E R. Perfect. Right. Okay. Okay. Do we lose it? Yes. Um, <laughs> no. So I created a television show. Oh, no, sorry. Are you still going? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, sorry. I'm I actually my. My Skype, which is how we're conducting this interview, it's breaking up a little bit, so I'm not always sure when people have oh, no, be- begun and ended. So, no, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, uh, I'll keep talking. Uh, I, uh, yeah, created a show for uh, a television show for Facebook Watch, uh, which is Ooh. Facebook's new TV platform. Uh, it's called Sorry for Your Loss. Um, it stars Elizabeth Olsen, who I guess a lot of um, geek-inclined people know as Scarlet Witch in The Avengers. Yeah. Um, wow. And it also stars uh kelly marie tran uh oh who plays rose tico star wars so i went to high school with her and she's the coolest ever so i'm How so excited awesome. that you're oh, are you, her. Oh, you, westview oh, wolverine awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we were in theater plays together in high school and now she's in star wars it's mind-blowing for me but i'm so proud of her <laughs> oh, my goodness oh, gosh, that's amazing we, oh, she's a treasure kelly and, and lizzie olsen are both amazing um, and so it's been that's been my 2018 as we've been um, writing and filming that and now we're in post-production and that'll start uh, rolling out on Facebook uh, in uh, this fall uh, and so I've not oh, exact cool. date yet but um uh, but yeah it's um so if you have a Facebook account or an Instagram account you can watch a show it's a half hour it's 10 episodes or about a half hour long um and I'm really proud of the work we did I think it is wonderful so um so that's that's my big thing that's so uh cool. is uh that show uh and that's i mean yes i'm, I'm kind of uh like sebastian um you know working on other kind of uh side projects that are kind of more um you know like like in the shadows and um so we'll see what happens with those things but uh but yeah i mean the show is it's gonna it's like it's it's a really weird time for me this summer because people uh, you know Essentially, anyone with a Facebook account can watch the show starting this fall. Um, so it's kind of been it's been mine for so long, and and my fellow writers and, and actors and the crew, and we're about to share it with the world, which is really exciting and scary. Um, it is but exciting. Mostly exciting. So that's so wonderful. We can't wait to watch it. Hey. <laughs> and where can we find you online? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, on Twitter, I am uh, books are my BFS. Uh, and my Instagram handle is just my name, Kit Steinkellner. 
Perfect. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you for this amazing comic. Seriously. Such a treasure. For anyone listening, if you have not read it yet, like go immediately, find this comic, purchase it. it. Purchase eight copies so you can give them to all your friends and family. Yes. This is not a drill. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Thank you all so much. And thank you for listening. Check out our other podcasts on iTunes and all podcast apps. And check out our website on thegrandgeekgathering.com for our articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. The intro is provided by bensound.com. And you can buy Kinsei everywhere. Go to your local comic book store. Request it. They can order it for you if they don't have it in the shop. You can buy it online. Fanbase Press. Check it out. It is incredible. Um, Also, please take a look review and subscribe this podcast it helps us out and helps us uh, reach more people uh and also we are going to be at comic-con soon um and i know kinsey is going to be at comic-con and if you For guys don't Eisner. win an eisner oh we are God. gonna riot we are gonna <laughs> storm the stage we are so hopefully when this comes out you guys will be about to win an eisner i cannot wait um uh, we'll have a ton of info about kinsey and about all of this in an article so check it out on our website we also have a super cool panel called unnecessary debate on Saturday night so if you're going to be at Comic Con come and check it out 8pm Room 25 (laughs) Um, and uh, we are excited to see you so thank you all so much have a great week and (laughs) GGG good luck with the Eisner as a nominated yo what what we are so excited for you guys seriously if you don't win I'm going to flip all the tables at Comic Con flip Flip them all over one by one (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.